You know what really makes me nervous? Waterproof stuff. You've seen those ads for waterproof phones, waterproof cameras, right? Take that phone, drop it right into a glass of water. No problem. That camera, go ahead, take it into the pool with you. I don't really know why you'd ever need to do that, but hey, if you want to, you can. It's waterproof. Waterproof stuff. Can you trust it? I'll be honest, if, if I bought a new phone that was waterproof and I took it out of the box, I don't think the first thing I'd do is just go and chuck it in a lake. I mean, how can I know if it's really going to be waterproof? You know what I think? Waterproof stuff? It's a big lie. If, if stuff were really waterproof, then it, it wouldn't suffer any effects of water in any way. You drop that phone in the lake, it doesn't even sink. It just sits there right on the top of the lake. You drop that phone in the toilet, I have. You reach down and get it, okay. Well, but the phone, the phone should have no drops of water on it. It should be like it never even happened. Still got to wash your hands though. Can you trust waterproof stuff? Okay, I, I really am not that against waterproof things. I really don't care. I'm obviously overreacting. But hey, wouldn't it be nice to have a phone like that? You drop in the lake, it sits there on the surface of the water, a wave comes, the wave doesn't even move it. It's just, it's right there, impervious to anything water can do. Now that's waterproof. You want to see something that's actually really waterproof? Look at Jesus. Look at Jesus in our gospel account from Matthew today. Waterproof? That's an understatement. Jesus, at the end of this account, has his disciples on their knees worshiping him as the true son of God. Clearly, him walking on the water proved that. He's... He's God himself in the flesh. But there was even more going on here than just walking on water. Jesus wanted to teach his disciples something even more important than his supernatural power over water and wind. That's what we want to find out today. Why? Is Jesus walking on water such a big deal? Not just for the disciples in a storm on a boat. Why is it also such a big deal for you today sitting in a reclining movie theater chair? What's the big deal? Well, if we, if we want to know what it means that Jesus is waterproof, first, right, we've got to get out in the water. That's what Jesus commands his disciples to do. In this event of walking on water, it happens right after the feeding, no, the satisfying of the 5,000 we talked about last week. Jesus finally does dismiss the crowds now that it's dark. He also dismisses the disciples. He tells them, get into the boat and go on ahead of me to the other side. Jesus gives the disciples an implied promise. I will meet you on the other side of the lake. This will happen. But the disciples, 
pretty quickly forget that implied promise. You'll see that pretty soon. Now that it's dark, Jesus finally has the crowds away. He gets that alone time he needed to go to his father in prayer. He's up on the mountainside alone. But meanwhile, the disciples have gone from that desolate wilderness area to now a stormy sea. Already, the boat was a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. A number of these disciples were fishermen. They, they knew boats. They knew how to sail them. They probably knew we should sort of stay near the shoreline in bad weather in case we need to just get off the lake. They couldn't do it. The wind and the waves were too strong, pushed them out into the middle of the sea, pushed them out where they did not want to go. And these fishermen disciples, they're probably telling the other guys, yeah, we're in trouble here. Uh, there's only so much we can do when the wind and the waves are against us. We're going to have to ride out the storm. And so they battled the storm until they're probably exhausted. The disciples start out in the boat when it first gets dark. We find out it was during the fourth watch of the night. Between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m., they're still out in the storm battling the waves. They've got to be exhausted. Their exhaustion turns into fear. Their fear turns into desperation. They're, they're honestly asking themselves, are we going to make it? They've got that water in their eyes. They're exhausted. They're, they're rubbing it out. And they, they see a figure walking to them out on the lake. It's a ghost, they cry out. Could the, could the nightmare get any worse? These grown men, seasoned sailors, they're crying out in fear. They're shrieking. Uh, that word here for cry out, it's the same word used in the Bible for women that are crying out as they give birth. These guys are seriously freaked out. I can't blame them. I would be too. But a familiar voice cuts through their fear and exhaustion. The voice they need. The words that have to be said. Take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Those words changed everything. Jesus is here. Everything's going to be okay. He's, he's going to save us. And what a way to make an entrance. I mean, think about this. There Jesus is just strolling around on top of the very biggest fear the disciples had. The water of the storm that was going to drown them. Jesus is walking on it like it's nothing. And I love how bluntly Matthew talks about this, right? There's no big scientific explanation. Just the supernatural fact. During the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. Jesus makes supernatural look natural. It's not like Matthew is saying, and then Jesus caused the, the water particles under his feet to be more dense than his body weight so he could essentially walk on the... No. He went out to them walking on the lake. 
Jesus is Lord over wind and wave. God himself, the Son of God, can't be stopped by forces that he created. And as supernatural as all this was, the point wasn't just to awe the disciples. The point was to calm their fears, to drive away their doubts. If Jesus is out there on the sea walking around, then what do they have to fear? Jesus is in complete control of the situation. Jesus wanted to teach his disciples to put their faith in him despite the scary situation they were in. That's why he tells them those words, take courage. It is I, don't be afraid. Jesus literally speaks courage into the disciples. Take courage. He turns their doubt and their fear into confidence and courage. Realize too, it wasn't ultimately the act of walking on water that gave the disciples courage. It was those reassuring words that Jesus spoke to them. It wasn't the act of walking on water that gave them courage. It was the one who was doing the walking that gave them courage. The one who said, it is I don't be afraid. Jesus is waterproof. Clearly, we see that. Jesus was walking around on the disciples' greatest fear, the thing that was going to drown them, the storm waters. He walks on it like it's nothing. That's the kind of Savior you have. A Savior who walks on top of all your greatest fears. A Savior who walks right into the middle of the storm of sin that's constantly raging in this world. He walked right into the storm. He entered the storm for you. He did that on Christmas when he was born. And Jesus, Jesus calmed the swirling seas of doubt that are all around you, coming out of your heart. Put those sins to death. He walked all over sin his whole life to prove sin has no power over him. And then he even proved he is death proof by rising from the dead. Jesus walks right over all your biggest obstacles, your biggest fears, sin and death. He's got power over them. And he gives that same power to you. Sin, death, they can't drown you either. Although there are still going to be some storms you'll have to face in this life. The, the, the daily grind of life, it might leave you feeling exhausted and, and weary like those disciples fighting the storm. Sometimes the waves of life are going to push you out in places you don't want to go. You might very well get the news one day, I'm sorry, there's nothing more we can do. The cancer is terminal. And in his word, the voice of Jesus will say to you, don't be afraid. I'm right here with you. You know the way to the place where I am. I'll hold your hand. Everything really is going to be okay.
you might, you might look around at those stormy waters of doubt, the things in your life that have left you thinking, is this really God's plan for me? Is he really watching over me? The could-have-beens, the what-ifs. What if my marriage had lasted? What if my child wasn't taken from me to heaven before I was ready? What if that addiction had never been part of my past? What if my parents were still around? All those stormy, messy life experiences. Jesus is right there with you. When doubts take your eyes off of God's promises, that's when Jesus walks down onto your seas, into your storms, to calm you with his presence. His, his voice calls out to you from within the chaos. That, that gentle gospel message, don't be afraid. I'm going to be with you. I'll save you. Jesus acknowledges there are going to be scary, stormy waters you have to go through, but, but you can ride out the storm because Jesus is out there on your seas with you. The familiar voice of the gospel in his word, it will cut through your fears and your doubts. Don't be afraid. Take courage. It's me. If that was the end of the story right there, wow. I mean, we would really learn to trust Jesus. He's clearly waterproof. But Jesus had just a little bit more to teach his disciples. He still needed to show them that they were waterproof too. When Jesus says, take courage, one disciple was listening closely and puts those words into action. You knew, you knew it was going to be Peter, the guy who always who he acts before he thinks. Peter, right away, he wants to jump into the water with Jesus. He, he's a great example for us of how to respond to the fact that Jesus is Lord over the storms. So Peter, he, he asks Jesus, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you on the water. Before taking this great leap of faith, Peter does still want a little bit of assurance from Jesus that, can I, can I actually do this? Is this going to happen? Jesus says, come. And he did. Peter gets down out of the boat and walks on the water toward Jesus. He's waterproof too. At least for a little while. Being out in a storm on the sea in a boat, that's scary. Being out in a storm on the sea, not in a boat. Yikes. There's Peter looking around at the, the waves and the wind howling and pounding all around him. And he starts to think, yeah, this might have been a mistake. Can I really trust that I'm waterproof? He gets nervous and he's not just testing the quality of a phone. He threw himself in the lake. And now he's wondering, should I really be out here? Looking at the waves, he says, uh-uh, I shouldn't be. The waves and the wind were a big problem for Peter. They weren't his biggest problem. His, Peter's problem? He took his eyes off Jesus. He looked at those waves and he doubted that he could walk on top of them. And he was right to doubt that. 
He couldn't. But Jesus could. And through Jesus, Peter could too. But his eyes wandered to the waves. He doubted. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. Peter cries out for help and Jesus reacts immediately. And notice, this isn't just Jesus putting out his hand. Here you go, Peter, I'll help you. Just take my hand. This is Jesus reaching down into the waters, grabbing Peter, pulling him out. He caught him. Holds him close. Peter once again finds firm footing on the surface of the storm. And then Jesus asks him a searching question. You have little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? Jesus didn't say, you have no faith. Peter just had a little deficiency in his faith for a moment there. Peter asks him, why did you doubt? Not to scold him, but to teach him. Why did you doubt, Peter? You, you never have to doubt. You know you never have to second guess that I'm going to save you, that I'll be right here with you. And what did Peter say in response? Nothing. He knew. I have no reason to doubt. Jesus is right out here on the sea with me. Everything really is going to be okay. And then Jesus put some icing on the cake. When they got back in the boat, the wind died down. And then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Jesus proved his waterproofness even by, by miraculously stopping the wind and waves. That storm really had no threat to the disciples at all with Jesus there. Jesus had complete control over the storm, and he used that storm to his glory to prove, I'm the Son of God. And the disciples finally seem to start getting it, right? They worship him. Truly, you are the Son of God. In the end, the disciples, Peter included, answered their doubt with faith. Faith that Jesus instilled in them. You have never walked on water I can say that pretty confidently. I'm not going to count those few steps you took as you were running into the water. You've never walked on water. But the disciples' story, Peter's story, it's your story too. For those disciples, doubt and faith rose and fell like, this, like the waves of the sea that stormy night. You see that battle between doubt and faith in the disciples' hearts? That is a common occurrence for all believers. Realize that even as a Christian, you're going to have some times of doubt and some times of great faith too. Even though you know Jesus is with you out on your seas, even though you know he's walked all over your biggest obstacles, sin and death, even knowing that, there might be times you wonder, am I waterproof enough to get through the storms of life? At those moments when you kind of start to take your eyes off Jesus, that's when you might start to find yourself sinking. You really start to see how big the waves are, and you know 
these problems, they're bigger than me. They're going to drown me. But Jesus even uses the worst news, the hardest loss, the nastiest storms to bring your eyes back to him. And when you do doubt, those storms of doubt get the better of you, Jesus is right there to reach down and pull you out of the storm. One of my favorite pictures of of Jesus is this one right up here on the screen. Maybe you can see what's happening there. Jesus is standing on the surface of the waters. I'm under the water looking up. There he is reaching down with his hand, plunging into the waters to pull me up. A smile on his face. Reaching down to pull me out of my dark mood. Reaching down to pull me out of my bad day. Reaching down to pull me up and put me back on my feet when I get some really bad news. I think this picture really captures the gospel in this account. Yes, even even as a Christian, doubts might get the better of you sometimes. But Jesus doesn't scold you. He asks you, why did you doubt? You know I'm right here with you. Look at what I promise you in my word. I forgive your doubts. I will take your hand. I'll lead you to the place of rest at my side in heaven. And until we get there, I'm going to be with you every step of the way, out in your storms with you. That's what Jesus is telling you today. That's what it means that Jesus is waterproof. And you are waterproof too. (laughs) Finally, something waterproof you can trust. Not a waterproof phone. A waterproof Savior. Jesus, the Son of God. Amen.